Hello everyone, this is Kwatu, um, and I'm sitting outside enjoying the pleasant weather, so if you hear birds or other signs of wildlife, uh, that's probably why. If you hear loud car noises, it's because I'm like maybe six meters away from a busy street, which kind of kills the atmosphere for me, but it's the best I could do. So yeah, it's, it's quite a nice day, and I thought... Uh, I thought it was a perfect afternoon for a quick Hacker Public Radio episode. And uh, the thing that I thought I'd talk about was something that I've had a little bit of experience with, uh, which is how to use a walkie. Now, walkie is a term for a walkie-talkie. That's Instead of calling it a walkie-talkie in certain industries, you're going to hear it just referred to as walkie. And um, the intuitiveness of a walkie-talkie or a CB radio or whatever you want to call it is uh, pretty good. You can usually figure out how to use a walkie without much instruction. Now, can you use it well? That is an entire different question. I was at a... Um, at an organiz- at a at an event recently where they were using walkies for communication you know between the different different groups that were kind of involved in putting this event together and it was great to have them because they're really handy you know to have instant access to someone who's located you know two floors above you you can just say hey how's it going up there do you need anything whatever uh, very handy the problem is that if you don't use them as efficiently as as you could, they become a little bit either bothersome or just ineffective. And so that's what I kind of thought I'd talk about is, is sort of the, um, the the methodology that a lot of people use when they're using walkies. You know, people with experience or whatever, like the, the people the people who do events very frequently have kind of perfected a method of using walkies. And eventually, I kind of learned my way around them. In, in these groups, and so I'm going to pass them on in this episode. So, where might you find walkies being used? Well, one of the places is a film production. If you're doing a film or a video production, or if you're a part of it, you're going to find walkies on the set because they're handy for the cameraman to be able to instantly access the uh, traffic production assistant, the guy you know blocking traffic and stuff like that. They need a walkie so that the, the PA can say, hey, yeah, I've stopped traffic successfully, start the shot now. And then when the shot is over, the cameraman says to the PA, okay, the shot's finished, uh, let the traffic through, and the traffic continues. You know, things like that. It's important. So you might also find them on political demonstrations, on those big, not not just like spontaneous riots, but I mean, like those sort of really overly planned and official kind of political demonstrations done by uh, the likes of Greenpeace or... Uh, PETA or PETA, whatever, they kind of have those big demonstrations and they need walkies so that, you know, when the celebrity wearing the fur coat is just about to turn the corner, the person watching the celebrity can walk you over to the person with the bucket of red paint and say, okay, they're turning the corner right now, and then they can successfully get the red paint onto the fur coat. Things like that. Uh, what else might use a walkie? Why Linux festivals might use walkies. For instance, Southeast Linux Fest. They had walkies. Uh, Ohio Linux Fest will probably have walkies. These places, um, you know, you, you need walkies so that the person at the front door can uh, be told by the person up in the 
speaker uh, lounge room, you know, where the speakers can go to do all their last-minute slide presentations and things, you know, they could walk you down to the person at the front door and say, hey, keep an eye out for a delivery person from, you know, office depot, whatever. So it's, it's really handy to have them. How to use them is pretty simple. You press the button and start talking. But there are two kinds of walkies. They're going to be the cheap ones that you can buy at department stores, and they're going to be expensive ones that you can rent from an equipment rental house. Let's talk about the cheap ones first. Cheap ones usually come in two in a package. They'll come with um, some kind of charging station, possibly, or they might just use everyday household batteries, you know, double A's, uh, nine volt, whatever. It depends on what what brand you get. Um, and they will come usually with earpieces, which you can use obviously to, to hear without you know blasting all the communication out loud and the the walkie themselves and usually the walkies have about 10 channels on them and they'll they'll advertise a range maybe of two miles which translates into like one mile sometimes less in real life uh, conditions so that's what you get for for like i don't know 50 bucks for two of them or maybe even less now obviously within that range there are quite a few different levels. I mean, you've got walkies that are designed for kids to talk to each other across the living room, um, or you've got walkies that are designed for sports enthusiasts who go climbing mountains and need to talk to their their buddy, um, or you've got, like, um, anything in between there, you know, something in the middle. So the effectiveness of the walkie communication is going to depend largely on the conditions of of your surroundings. If you're out in the wilderness without a radio, uh, without a radio signal, uh, at all around you, then you're going to have great reception. You're going to just be, you know, it's going to be a clear shot. Now, if you're in a big city, you got lots of interference, you got big buildings, stuff like that, you might have some problems. If you're in the same building, you might really have great luck because there's not much going on in there either. So it just, it really depends. And and the best thing there is to try to try it out first. You know, if, you, if you're going to get the cheap kind, start low, start Start with sort of a reasonably professional-looking set um, that that seems to have good features. Buy them as long as there's a return policy. There's no harm in buying them, going out and testing them with a friend in the location that they're actually going to be used, preferably even like around the same time. Like if you're going to be using them all day, well, you you can use them pretty much all day, and, and or I mean, use them any time during the day and then test it out. If it's just a, a morning production or something, you might want to test it out, see in the same kind of like traffic and 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 city conditions. Just it all depends on how much time you have for this kind of pre-planning. Obviously, the more pre-planning you do for any kind of event, the better it's going to turn out. So that's something that you're definitely going to want to start early. But testing the walkies is not a bad idea. And then if you have to upgrade to a, a more robust model for a little bit more money, you can do that. Now, is the uh, the whole total cost of ownership thing, is it worth it to buy the cheap walkies? Or is it better to, to rent some walkies, it depends on how often you're going to use them. If this is a one-time deal and you don't really anticipate ever using walkies again, or you or you simply anticipate using walkies once a year, it might be better just to rent them. You know, you're going to get a good set, you're going to get really good batteries, uh, you're going to get good range, and you know it'll probably cost you as much as it would have to buy them, but at least you don't then have to store them and you don't have to worry about them breaking and you don't have to worry about cheap the, the, the batteries not being any good or, or the range not being as good as advertised, things like that. As you can tell, the more expensive ones that you rent, yeah, typically they come with, you know, the good brick batteries that last a long time. They come with a charging station. They come with good earpieces and uh, and microphones. Uh, they've, they've got a good set of features. 
so you may want to look into those. They're usually, the, the price of renting them for a day or two days or three days usually is not, it's usually comparable to just if you'd, ha if you'd bought them from, from the department store. But you're, again, you're getting better quality for, for, that, for that event. So you might want to check into that. Where to rent them? Uh, you can rent them at like film production rental houses. If you're in an area that has a film scene, that, that that's often what they'll be called a film, you know, a film rental house or a prop rental house or production rental rental house. You can find them in construction uh, gear rental places. So if you're in an area that doesn't really have a film scene or a video scene, whatever, then uh, a lot of times they'll be advertised as as places to rent equipment for construction crews. If you're in a place like Aspen, Colorado, where it's like famous for sporting stuff, it might be a sports rental store geared toward mountain climbers and skiers, cross-country skiers, and whatever else they have out in sport areas. So it just depends. Um, jump online and look around for a rental house or, you know, walkie rentals, whatever. CB radio rentals, walkie-talkie rentals, phone books sometimes are handy for this as well. So just call around, see what people have to offer, see what the prices are. So that is uh, the renting and purchasing section of the episode. Now we move swiftly along to um, how exactly to use them. So walkies come with a couple of different channels usually, usually 1 through 10. The really good ones go all the way up to 11. Um, so the channels exist simply because they need to exist so that if I'm in the building doing my little independent film and you're in the same building on the other end doing your Linux festival, then my crew isn't trying to talk on channel one and your crew isn't trying to talk on channel one. If that is happening, obviously we're going we're gonna to be picking up each other's transmissions, right? So just for our own sanity, we would... Uh, switch over to, for instance, I would switch to channel 2, you guys would be on channel 1, and now we're out of each other's way. So it's quite handy. Uh, there's also a, a reason to use the channels um, to to just make your con uh, communication more more efficient within your organization. And the, the idea is that within any uh, event occurring, you've got probably at least two or three different groups. So there might be... Um, let's say a facilities group, a volunteer coordination group, and just a, a purely administrative group. All of these people might have walkies. While it would be good for them to have access to each other via the walkie, it's not necessarily good for them to always have to hear what each other is saying, you know, among the different groups. For instance, why does the admin group need to hear the facilities people try to figure out where the electrical power is uh, in such and such a room? You know, it's just, it's, it's not something that, that kind of chatter is not something that the admin group would need to hear. Uh, similarly, the admin people trying to figure out um, the cost of um, the food for all the special guests, uh, they don't need to, this doesn't need to be heard by the, the facilities people or the volunteer coordination people, and so on and so on. So on, the, on a film production crew, if you've got a lighting department, you've got a camera department, you've got an art department, you've got a just a, a main channel, those would each be on their own their own individual frequency. So you've got channel 1, channel 2, channel 3, and channel 4, with the lighting department maybe taking channel 3, the art people taking 4, um, the, the main channel being 1, and whatever other group I imagine there was on channel 2. So you've got all these different little subgroups, and they each can have their own channel. That's not to say that there's any reason that they can't switch over to another channel. They might need to talk to, uh, you know, an art person might need to talk to the, the lighting department for some reason. Maybe they need to find out, you know, which which electrical sockets are, are being used, uh, are being claimed by the lighting department versus which one they're allowed to use for their... Um, 
for their on-set uh, on -set lighting. So if they want to switch over to Channel 3 and talk to someone on the lighting department, that's fine, they can do that. But for their everyday menial tasks focused upon their their usual job as an art department person, they would be on Channel 4, quite happily isolated from all the other chatter that's going on on all the other channels. Now, on any channel, regardless of, of which channel you would you set a certain group to, there's the option to always switch to a different channel. So if, if two people, you know, on the admin group at a Linux Fest are talking um, and trying to figure something out, and they can't figure it out within, I don't know, say, three or four or five sentences or exchanges, uh, then then that probably starts to get classified as, as noise rather than, than useful information in everyone's ear. And at that point, one of the two people trying to figure something out would want to say, hey, let's switch over to channel 7 and continue this conversation there. That way they leave the channel open to anyone else who needs to talk about something, and they also stop bugging the people who are going to be, who, who have the, the walkie, you know, stuck in their ear all day. Uh, don't you don't necessarily want to hear every single uh, conversation going on and on and on and on and on. So it's, it's kind of a courtesy as well. And so to do that, you just say switch to 7, and you go to 7, and you pick up the conversation figure out whatever it was that, you know, you couldn't figure out, and then you can go back to the original channel and uh, and make sure that you're not missing out on anything exciting or important. But that is, uh, that's kind of the layout of the channels. You, you, should, you should designate groups within your organization, unless this is just a very small production, but usually it's not. Usually even in a fairly small production, there's, there's, there's two or three different subgroups within that. So each subgroup can take their own little channel, and all their, all their, important information can go on on that channel. If there's anything that they just really can't figure out after a, a couple of exchanges, they can go to a private channel and talk and then return to the, the main channel afterwards. If it is a small production and you only need one channel for everyone, then keep in mind the ability to switch to a different channel for the private conversations. Because again, even though it is it's a main channel and everyone might might be on it, and yes, it's it might not be a lot of activity right now, but you guys talking about where did I put that little paper that I showed you earlier today? Uh, I don't know. I last saw it on the stairs. Okay, well, I thought I gave it to you. No, you had, you know, I mean, give me a break. I mean, just switch to a different channel. Stop chattering in my ear because I've got this walkie stuck in my ear all day long and I don't need to be hearing uh, every little detail of how you can't keep track of your paperwork or, or whatever it might be. And it's just a very real courtesy to, to keep that kind of uh, conversation uh, out, of, out, of, out of people's ears who don't need to hear it. So... Uh, that's what you want to do. Uh, if it's a slightly larger organization and you do feel that there are subgroups and you feel that it's, it would be beneficial to have different channels for each group, then, you know, tell them, okay, guys, you, you're the, the volunteer group. You know, you, you, there's my, my volunteer coordinator. I've got my key volunteers or my key production assistants, whatever, and you each have a, you have a walkie. And so go to this channel and, and make it your own and, and figure out everything that you need to figure out uh, among yourselves. And that's fine. It, it kind of consolidates things and keeps the, the main channel a lot quieter. Who should have a walkie? Well, people are... I mean, this is going to be a function of both how many walkies you could afford uh, as well as how many... who really needs a walkie. Like, if you've got, let's say, 
four different volunteers in one room or in one very, very close area. Um, do every one of those volunteers need a walkie? No, probably not. You know, just give one volunteer a walkie and tell them, okay, you're the walkie volunteer. And if you need to absolutely contact some a particular volunteer, then he can walk over to that volunteer and talk to them. Or, um, or you simply say, you're the walkie volunteer. Now, when I when I shout out over the walkie that I need a volunteer over at the uh, the concession stand pronto, uh, you know, I send someone over. So that 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 volunteer becomes kind of the key volunteer or the key PA, key production assistant, and they divvy out the tasks as dictated to them via the walkie, or they take on the tasks themselves. Um, although typically it would probably be better to divvy it out because that way they can stay on walkie and be accessible to to, to assign tasks. Again, it all depends on the size of your organization. It depends on how many, uh, you know, how complex the event is going to be and, and stuff like that. But um, that would be sort of some ideas to take into consideration when you are trying to put something together like that. Now, as you can expect, there is a certain protocol for walkies that is kind of developed, and I'm sure that there's different jargon and different idioms among different groups of people who use walkies. The trucking community has their own sort of lingo for their CB radio chatter. I don't know what that is. I have never used a CB radio whilst driving a big rig. Um, in fact, I've never driven a big rig. Uh, but the film community, the film and video community, independent and, and otherwise, has sort of a protocol of walkies that I find pretty uh, pretty effective. So we will talk a little bit about some of the things that they, they do and the things that they don't do. So before we get into the specific jargon and, and sayings, we will talk about some of the do's and don'ts. So do not fill a channel with chatter. And again, that just goes back to switching over to another channel. If there's some conversation that you're having that is obviously very, very based on one or two people, or uh, two or three people, uh, just switch over to a channel. It's just common courtesy. Two, use appropriate language and do be professional. Remember that walkies are not by any means a secure method of communication. It's it's very easy to pick up walkie signals. I mean, someone with a spare walkie can absolutely tune into your frequency. Someone with a probably just whatever, you know, radio receiver um, can can tune in. So you want to be you want to be careful about what you're talking about because I, I assume that the organization that you are with wants to have some kind of appearance of being professional and, and being responsible. Especially if you are, I mean, if you're a film or production crew uh, or a Linux festival, keep in mind that not only do you probably want to do this again at some point, you probably want to hold, you, you probably want to make your, your project again at that location or, or at a similar location. You want to get a, a reputation is what I'm trying to say, uh, of being a responsible uh, organization or a Linux fest. You know, you probably want to go back to that same hotel the very next year or that same convention center the very next year and do the whole thing over again. Part of getting a good reputation like that is to make sure that anything overheard from your group, whether it's just being passed by in the hall, uh, hearing a secondhand conversation, or something that you're broadcasting through the air, you want to make sure that that's professional. So be professional. Don't use language that you don't think is appropriate for everyone to hear, something that might offend people, whatever. Just kind of keep in mind that you're, you're representing not only the, that specific organization, but the community of whatever organization 
you know, that that's a part of. Whether it's a filmmaking community, you know, you don't want to spoil it for the next people who come along and say, hey, we want to make a film here. And they automatically say, oh, filmmakers equals trouble because that last group we had was really, really horrific and we'd never want to go, we'd never want to put ourselves through that again. You know, or the Linux community. You don't want to portray the Linux community as a bunch of uh, drunk, you know, wild, crazy people. Although, you know, that might be uh, the, the case. You You want to represent them as a responsible professional group. So don't spoil it for everyone else. Don't spoil it for yourself. Do hold down the talk button a lot. Meaning that when you go to talk, hold down the talk button and then wait a beat and then start talking. When you are finished talking, wait a beat and then release the talk button. This is something that you kind of have to train yourself to do. Your 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 automatic tendency is going to be just press the button and start talking and then release. But I guarantee you it's going to cut off the beginning of your sentence and the end of your sentence if you do that. Walkies are a little bit slow on the uptake. Uh, they You press the button... Make sure that you've you're, that you're transmitting, then start talking. You know, and it, it doesn't take much. It's just it's like a split second, but uh, inevitably there's going to be someone pressing the button down. They start talking. You miss the first three words, and then they finish their sentence and they cut themselves off by the last three words. So you know what you end up getting is, where's the, and you know that's it. You don't know who asked. You don't know what they're asking for. And that kind of um, that kind of takes me to the next point, which is announce yourself. Remember that you're on a walkie. People don't know who you are. Even if you think you have the most distinctive voice in the world, announce yourself. This is Klaatu. Where's the Where's the laptop that I brought? You know, I mean, just announce it. Make sure you get the whole sentence out and then release the button. Run the channel how you want to run your channel, meaning while you should be professional and you should be respectful, channels if you're if you're in charge of a group and everything i mean the channel kind of reflects the spirit of your group as well and you know if if you want to if it, if it is your own little channel among your own little group and you feel like you guys have worked together before or you guys have a pretty good rapport you can crack jokes you can be funny you can be super professional just whatever you want to do be under any circumstances you know keep in mind that you could be listen, you, someone could be listening in, but also let it be your own channel. Uh, don't feel like you have to uh, have no personality at all. It's a lot more fun, I think, if you do have some personality. Just keep in mind, like I say, that you do want to, you want to reflect on the organization well, but also, you know, make it so that your the groups of your channel, the, the people in that group, have a good time and, and enjoy themselves and are comfortable with each other. Be respectful of each other, however. Remember that you're on a walkie. There are no emoticons. There is no body language. You just have to rely on the fact that people remember that they're on a walkie and that they're assuming everyone's being nice and, and that, that, that everyone means well. And that's sometimes hard to remember uh, in, in, in some situations, especially when events are being thrown. There's usually some pressure. Everyone wants everything to go right. You start uh, making wisecracks on the walkie, Someone might not realize you're joking and might really start getting offended. You might be making an enemy without really meaning to, so be respectful. Also, be sure that the walkie isn't talking without your knowledge. That is to say, um, people will have their walkie on their belt and they will lean up against the table. And without their, without them really realizing it, they will hit the talk button and uh, it will start broadcasting and they'll just start talking idly about, you know, what a great cup of coffee they had and how the cookies weren't actually that good and 
place needs to really serve better food and who decided on this caterer and what about this volunteer aren't they stupid or whatever you know and they're just broadcasting to the whole group and it could be anything the point is they're just chattering and making everyone hear this and you can't interrupt it very easily on a walkie and let them know hey you are broadcasting stop it um, so just make sure that you're not leaning up against your walkie or that, that you don't have the walkie in your pocket and it's being and the talk button is being depressed there you know so be mindful of that sort of thing okay and now the the lingo first of all base camp you don't have to use the term base base camp but the concept is very good and, and a lot of people do use the term base camp a base camp is any place that you have that is the uh, official gathering point or the the central location of the of the group base camp is very important it needs to be a central location it can be anything it could be the light post on the corner of such and such a street or it can be the office number 404 in, in such and such a building uh, it can be anything it can be anywhere but it needs to be someplace that is commonly known and uh, easily accessible to to everyone in the group so that you can say okay everyone assemble at base camp that's pretty clear. Or if it's something even simpler, you need to get uh, some paperwork to someone, you you can say, hey, I'm going to drop this off at base camp, and you can pick it up there at your leisure. And that way, there's that central location, so you don't have to coordinate, okay, meet me over by the red phone booth over around the back of the bathrooms and uh, through that one hall, you know. Forget that. Just base camp. It's a lot simpler. Go to channel. So go to three. This is Klaatu, go to four, whatever. It's when you're saying, okay, this conversation's taking too long, or I need to ask you something that I don't really necessarily want everyone to hear, go to channel, you know, go to four, go to channel four. And then the person that you're talking to uh, goes to channel four. You guys talk. And then it's very important to say, okay, back to one, or back to, you know, seven, or whatever channel you came from. This is important for yourself so that you remember that you're both going to go back to that channel as well as for the other person that you're talking to because uh, it's a gentle reminder to them, okay, sw remember to switch back to back to 1 or back to 7 or, or 8 or whatever channel you came from. So if I was in channel 1 and then I asked you, uh, dear listener, to go to channel 4, we would both ch switch to channel 4, we'd have a conversation, and I'd, be able, I, I'd, I'd say, okay, uh, back to 1, and then we would both switch to channel 1. The problem is that some people don't do that, they say, okay, thanks, they don't tell me they're switching back to 1, they switch back to 1. Not only do I forget to go back to 1, but I also forget that they're not, or I don't even realize that they're not there. It's a good way of announcing that, yes, I'm leaving this channel now. So I'll sit there and talk to them. Uh, and then figure out, oh, they're not listening anymore. In fact, they're not even in this channel anymore. So it's it's a good thing to kind of announce that you're going back to a certain channel for yourself as well as the person you're talking to. What's your 20? Uh, if you ask someone what's their 20, uh, it means where are you? So if you say, uh, Gort, what's your 20? Then Gort would walk you back to you and say, I'm at base camp right now. And then you would know exactly where Gort was. Does anyone, does anyone have eyes on Gort? So that would mean, does anyone have actual visual contact on uh, Gort? Does anyone actually see him? So uh, an acceptable answer to this would be Gort is here at, ba at base camp. I see him right across the room. He's at the coffee machine. Gort's at the coffee machine. That's an acceptable answer. Unacceptable answer would be, I think I saw Gort like a couple of minutes ago over at the coffee machine. That's not having eyes on Gort. That's thinking that you saw Gort over at the coffee machine a couple of minutes ago. So if you are asking, does anyone have eyes on Gort, 
you are asking if someone can can locate them right now and if if needed can they just step right over to him and and ask him uh you know whatever you need to ask him uh the term breaker breaker this is an announcement that you're breaking into a conversation uh usually this is done uh, well most commonly this is done when two people are trying to figure something out they haven't switched to another channel they're 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 talking and talking you say breaker breaker and you give them the answer that they're seeking I've heard it a million times before. People will be talking for for a couple of sentences. You know, where's where's Klaatu? Well, I don't know. I saw him up there. Well, I just was up there and I didn't see him. And you, they're talking so rapidly and and so cluelessly about where this person is. And you're sitting there trying to tell them, uh, I'm right. I'm right here. I'm at, I'm at I'm at base camp. I'm excuse me. I'm at base camp. Just say breaker breaker. Klaatu's at base at base camp. That indicates that you're interrupting. It's an urgent message. And here's the message. So that's, that would be breaker, breaker. Um, breaker, breaker can also be used if there's something very urgent uh, that's just not in that conversation. People are talking about very important matters, whatever it is. You have something more important. The police are on their way. We need to get out of here. That would be a cause for breaker, breaker. Uh, it doesn't matter what they're talking about. You need to break in to the conversation. Testing. So after you get your walkie from whoever's issuing walkies on that day, uh, you want to do a test to make sure everyone's hearing you. So you say, testing, testing. And someone says, yep, we hear you. Or you might even say, this is a Klaatu, testing, testing. And then they'll say, yes, Klaatu, we, we hear you. Going off walkie. If you're going off walkie, that means you're probably... Usually you say it because you're finished for the day. Uh, possibly it's because, you know, you're on your lunch break or... Or, or you need to focus on someone in real life that you're talking to right then and there. Maybe you're talking to the person financing the whole venture, and the uh, last thing you really want is to be distracted by stuff going on in your ear. So you say, oh, this is Klaatu, I'm going to go off walkie for a while, and then you go off walkie, and people will know not to talk to you. When you're back on, you need to say, this is Klaatu, I'm back, or back on, something like that. And sometimes you might ask after you get the... Uh, after you get your walkie, you might also have to ask uh, what channel is such and such a group on. This is an acceptable question to broadcast to everyone because you need to know what channel the lighting department is on or the uh, the volunteer group is on or, or the admin group is on, whatever. So you just announce, you, you ask that and someone answers you. It's, it's a lot like IRC in that sense. Uh, that's a wrap. That means it's finished. The, the event is over. We've finished the the thing that we've come together to do is now complete. Um, this means it's okay to finish up all your all the work, you know, clean up, do the striking of, of the set or, or the, the event equipment, and go off walkie. And when you go off walkie, of course, you would announce it. For the day's end, you usually will issue a good night. Good night, everyone. That's the end of the work day or, or something like that. And the, the big good night simply means that it's okay to go off walkie. Typically, I think every group is going to do this, you know, differently. And um, at least in, in a lot of the, the productions that I've worked on, it's, it's been a good night at the end of the day, and that's a wrap at the end of the production. And that's about all the uh, lingo and jargon that I can think of, and that is how to use a walkie, and that is how to organize the use of walkies. Remember that uh, walkies are not a status symbol, they're not a symbol of who's your favorite, it's it's a tool. You give them out to the people who need who need to be able to communicate to other people within that within that organization. Divide all the people up into little groups or you can keep them all on one channel. Just remember that common courtesy and a little bit of um protocol will go a long way on on on, on a walkie circuit 
to to make people not be annoyed, to uh, make them really productive and useful rather than something just really annoying. And um, that's about it, I guess. So hopefully this has been informative and helpful. And uh, thanks for listening. Talk to you next time. Over and out. Thank you for listening to Hacker Public Radio. HPR is sponsored by caro.net. So head on over to caro.net for all your hosting needs.